0: Yeah.
1: Alright, hello. I just keep it steady on the Welcome magic.
0: Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, we to if I fall, rise I'm automatic. You ain't know that, you people. know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. West side girl, cause she lit in the coast. East side girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't no last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. This is take hold, take hold, take hold Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica What you know about her? Baby girl raising, wait at the top Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop Hope it's so great, she get what she got Follow her step, cause she following God What you need more, got a heart full of gold Even at times when it's raining and cold Ooh, she about to take hold
1: Out. welcome back to the uprooted podcast today i have a very interesting episode i'm gonna be introducing you to a friend cassie uh we're gonna be talking about adoption um she was adopted after the last famine in ethiopia specifically tigray um in 1985 so um, this should be a really good episode i'm so glad that she agreed to be on and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. So make sure you're adding your friends. Hey, I'm Um Just yeah, make sure you adding them. This is like this is gonna be a dope episode. So I'm gonna wait for her to join. But until then, how y'all doing? How's everybody's day been going? Everybody's week. Y'all doing okay? Make sure y'all stay strong. I know this year this whole last year was crazy what's up someone hey, let's see let me see if i could uh get to my girl
2: cassie
1: and i hope y'all doing good but yeah today we're gonna be talking about um you know just sharing her adoption story and it i heard it it was amazing uh, man so, so. hello how are you how are you you i'm fine thanks how are you i'm good hey lily how are you there are some people in the comments everybody welcome uh cassie if they don't know you now they do so how are you doing today i'm doing well doing well thank you how are you i'm good there (laughs) i feel like i've been cleaning and cleaning and cleaning so i'm like tired (laughs) but It was like a nice break from all my emails and meetings. I didn't have a meeting today. I was like, wow, life feels so weird (laughs) without a meeting. Yeah, you're always in meetings. Yeah, so I was really, really um, thrown off, but then it was kind of like, gave me time to actually look around my house and like notice what I've been neglecting. Um, So that was nice, but Yeah. I mean, after this, I'm going to go get back into working, but I took the whole day off. So um, I think it's okay if I put in like an hour or two, shouldn't be too bad. But for everyone who doesn't know you, because I can get real comfortable real fast. um, Do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself and and, uh, where you're from? And then we'll get into like the bigger topic.
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Kasai. Uh, I'm from Montreal, um, and uh, I'm an adopted person um, from Ethiopia, and um, I'm a mother. I have a two and a half year old son. Um, I just put him to bed. I'm hoping that he might he won't like scream, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. You're a mom. You're a mom. It's completely fine. But hey, yo, Canada's in the building. Canada, stand up. I know uh, my girl. was so excited she was like yes she's coming on i was like yeah girl so uh big Um, shout out to the canada team i know you guys are working hard do you want to plug the um the page yes yes uh united
0: Togaru uh canada they're amazing i'm so proud of everybody uh yeah there she is and i think i saw uh I think anyways, I think they're gonna come on. But yeah, amazing. I'm so oh Max Max says there. I'm so proud of us, really, We're a great team. Dope,
1: dope, yeah. dope. Oh, you're cutting you're cutting up a little bit. Oh okay. I hope it's okay. I hope it's not the Comcast coming for us again. Yeah, I could sometimes my internet's weird. Okay. Um we gonna blame Canada. <laughs> We're gonna say Canada. You know, last time this happened. They were like, oh, Abby's messing up your life. I was like, we ain't even talking about nothing. Um, But yes, so first and foremost, I feel hella dumb. I was saying your name. (laughs) In my mind, your name was Cassie, because I kept spelling it like Cassie, you know? But you pronounce it Kasai? Well, I pronounce it Kasai. It's not the proper way to pronounce
2: it. Um, I think the real way of a like a hard... Hey uh, mm-hmm. is hey, your I,
1: name. <laughs> As someone yeah. with two names, uh, yeah. I don't think I have any <laughs> any room to talk. So that's how you want to say it, that's how you say it. Um yeah. so firstly, let's let's talk about um what it even means like to be adopted. Like what was that what was that journey like for you? Because you had a very interesting journey. Wow. Oh.
0: Hmm. I think that it was, I don't know, you kind of just adapt to it. You know, like I was adopted when I was a baby. So, you know, it's just, it's like kind of normal. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, I think for me and probably for a lot of adoptees, you just kind of, it's just you're normal. And Mm -hmm. I think what happened for me is it was only when I was a young adult that I sort of realized, like, that there was certain things that I was, um, I guess, suppressing. Because mm. I think as a kid, like, kids are very adaptable. And I think with me, it was like, I didn't have a connection to Ethiopia. Um, you know, it was like, uh, I, I think we'll get into it, but my adoption was pretty shady. And so for me, it was just like, I had a shady story, and there were no answers. So it was like, okay, I can't do anything, I just have to mm. accept it. Um and but then when I was an adult I started like having like identity issues Mm -hmm. and and, like like all my stuff kind of came up and that was hard to deal with because I was like why like I don't I this is a waste of time I don't want to care about this and it's just kind (laughs) of big you know I was like I just want to have fun like come on Um, okay
1: wild teenagers you feel me that we all go through it
0: Yeah, but it was like my 20s, you know, 20s, you're in school, like, you know, I was like trying to travel, have fun. And I mean, I did that stuff, but the, um, I think like the feelings that I had and um, yeah, they just kind of came to the surface. And so, yeah, I struggled a lot, um, but I struggled kind of in isolation. I think it Mm. was, and I don't really know how many people knew because I didn't know, uh, I didn't really know many adoptees um until i was 26. well it was funny because i was i was at a a feminist uh like library at the university that i used to think and i was going through a breakup and i was like oh you know like i
1: i I need (laughs) the breakups will put your life back like you will start thinking about things you were never thinking about after somebody (laughs) breaks up (laughs) with you or whatever your heart is broken oh oh yeah
0: because you know it was like that person was like my connection to like africa like you know, even though it was not a good relationship, it was like, I just, I don't know, a lot of, like it, a lot of things came up. And so I was like, let me just go to the library and just, uh, it's a kind of an alternative library. And I was looking yeah. at books and like the the book on adoption and I always mm-hmm. like plug it because it's called Outsiders Within, writing on transracial adoption. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm probably making the money because I talk about it all the time because they really deserve credit because it was, uh, eye opening for me to read that book. So yeah, I was like, yeah. looking, I, I was like looking, uh, at the, at the books and that book literally like fell on my hand. Like it, it and I was like, huh? That's not by mistake, sis. That is
1: I, not by mistake.
0: No, it was, it was like serendipitous. And so I was yeah. like, huh? cause I, I, had, I hadn't really, you know, I studied, uh, political science and, you know, mm-hmm. like relations that was sort of like, well, I studied many things, but that was like what I graduated in. So, you know, I yeah. was like very political and, um, so, but, but I hadn't really thought too much about adoption as like a political experience. And then I read that book and it was perfect because it, it mixed like the personal and the political it was, uh, it was a bit academic, but there was, uh, like poetry and it was all like, uh, white color, uh, black, yeah. uh, uh, black, uh, Korean, uh, Chinese, <laughs> Vietnamese, um and and it was just like i mean i i was like I, I was reading it and i i you know i didn't eat for like two days i was like oh like no it was yeah, it was really like it really hit me and so it was like that sort of started my journey into um you know trying to connect with with adoptees and trying to like sort of figure figure things out i guess um so yeah like
1: I, yeah you know kind so of Actually let's let's back up because I think sometimes we get too comfortable because we've already talked so those in the audience are like what are they talking about? so yeah. if you're joining um so what we're talking about is your like right now in this current context we're talking about your journey to like start digging into your identity more but let's take yeah. it back a little bit so yeah. um we talked about like you or you had said your adoption was a little bit shady I think everybody's like, what does that mean? Right. So for context, um, this is, yeah, Ethiopia is currently at war. Once again, Um, this is a reoccurring theme in the country. This time they are specifically um, at war with the northern region Tigray, right. And back in the 80s, there were, you know, still war. um, And there was a famine, again, rinse and repeat. And so during that time you were born um and there was a moment in which your your family traveled so do you want to pick it up from there and kind of like lay that out for for everyone who isn't a little bit more aware yeah
0: perfect thank you for uh, you know chiming in No, I got, uh, <laughs> I got you, yeah I, sometimes i go too fast uh so yeah, the story is very shady. I do not have many details, but what I was told, and this part, I believe, is that my family, or, like, my, my mom, and anyway, she was traveling from the north. I don't know what part, um, mm-hmm. but she was in um, uh, I- Ibnat, Ibn- 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 uh, which is, like, a couple of hours outside of the um, There was a feeding, a feeding camp, um, mm-hmm. which it was, I guess, World Vision, but there was other... Um, like western uh like what n g o s that were giving out food um yeah. so it was basically like a refugee camp but for internally displaced people, so Got that's it. How my mom arrived, and the story is she had me there, and i don't know what else happened I mean like they say that she died, but i i don't actually believe it, but it could be true mm-hmm. um it's not yeah so um so i yeah that that's the story
1: my mother was surprised. you wanna, yeah I was like take a pause take a pause because yeah. you just said something very profound right like you're used to your story at this point you're used to that because you you grew up with it but I want everyone else to understand what that would feel like you know for two seconds put yourself in her shoes like imagine that you don't know anything about your 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 family and it's just what people tell you and like that's all you have to go off of and then your are you know in a horrible situation this is not like a friendly like place that you're going to. oh yeah we're just gonna go to get food no 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 like a famine is a devastating thing so i yeah. just wanted to pause because i don't want people to just bypass that like that is already trauma like yeah before you're you're even a full like fully aware of anything that's going on to you you're already experiencing trauma yeah
0: yeah thank you for saying that yeah i mean yeah she was leaving her land and in search of food you know that's like yeah awful um and so i i don't really like that's a crazy thing i don't really know how it happened but i i ended up in uh, a makeshift orphanage um Mm -hmm. it wasn't really an orphanage it was a place that they were keeping children babies Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't know so what i was told is from the humanitarian worker that facilitated my adoption so yeah she, so like she she said that she heard about me through an Ethiopian humanitarian worker who was a social worker the woman that helped adopt she wasn't a social worker she was like photographer or something I don't know mm-hmm. um so she said she told my parents that um but yeah like this Ethiopian social worker um had like she knew about me and she was like concerned about me and so mm-hmm. uh, the you know the my parents contact um she organized my adoption because I guess like because you know they're all like church people and yeah so she, she heard from I guess I don't know my parents that my parents wanted to to adopt so that's kind like I guess like that's that's the story but I mean you know For me, it was just like I never. My mom didn't really know the details. Like um, that wasn't really communicated to my parents. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I guess they didn't really ask questions. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know what was going on in their minds. So basically, you know, as a kid, it was like my my. You know, my parents were always honest with me, and they told me like, which is kind of crazy. But they told me like, "Your mom, like your mom." like she died of starvation, like that's what they told me, but it was never in like a, um, you know, it was- That's like such a big
1: know. statement to say, like-
0: Yeah, well, she th- yeah. they did not say it like that, but my mom did say it, but you know, like as a kid, like, you know, she, she would, you know, she would have moments with me, like when she would put me to bed and she would like, you know, lock me and she'd be like, you know, like, I, I wonder, like, you know, like your mom probably loved you, like your, your mom loved you and you know, like yes. your mom- kept and and like she did it in a, a way that was very um it was very a good way and and i i tell people like don't like tell the children the truth i mean yes that sounds really harsh and to me like i think like would i tell my son something like that but w- the way that my mom said it and the time yeah. that she, it was it was never like it was just kind of normal to me um and yeah and it was like so for me, it was just kind of like a fact. And so I think, like, yeah. I guess when I talk about it, I, it kind of sounds like nonchalant. It's just because, like, I always knew it. And so it was yeah. always sort of like a fact. Um, but yeah. in reality, it might, like, I mean, it might not even be true. That's yeah. a crazy thing. <laughs> now and
1: that that's I'm like, old. yeah, and that's insane. Because it's like you, you're given a story, right? But it's not one that you wrote for yourself. And it's also being told to you by people who don't look like you so that adds another layer of like you know as a child you're not really questioning that as much but as you get older and you learn more about the world uh, which is where we were so we can pick back up there is like you're starting to have questions about things and you need answers yeah yeah exactly yeah.
0: So, so i mean for me it was like okay like this is like the story um, and then, uh, when I was, when I was a little bit older, uh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. when I, when I was in my early twenties, um, uh, I went, I went to Ethiopia. I think the first time I went, I was like twenty twenty two, 22. And mm-hmm. so I got in touch with like the woman, she lives in the States now. And I was trying to ask her questions about like, you know, you know, do you know the place? Do you know? And, and like, she didn't really, like, she couldn't really tell me locations, yeah. And, um, you know, I did actually get on, I think, like, a Skype, because that's when we did Skype, like, way back.
1: <laughs> yeah, before Zoom was a thing. Hey, Skype really <laughs> dropped the ball. Hey, like, that's a talk yeah. for another day. <laughs> that's a talk yeah. for another day. Yeah.
0: But, yes, but so then she did. she, she did kind of, like, break down and tell me, like, you know, I feel really, like, sad that, like, I didn't get more information. But it was kind of weird because I was, like, like, I don't, it was a weird, it was strange for me because it, I was at that point too, like, I didn't, I didn't know that, I didn't know how corrupt adoptions were. Cause I was, you know, I was like, I guess 22 or 23. And, you know, I was like, like school, like friends, like, you know, I wasn't really like, even though I had these identity issues for me, it was like adoption stuff was like, I don't want to f- deal with it, but I was trying to get some information. So all that to say, I didn't really, When I was talking with her, I didn't realize, like, how, like, how, like, her, like, how she was, like, what that meant. Mm -hmm. It was only a few years after where I tried to get more information. then I was like, whoa, like, this is, like, now I know why she was crying. Because, like, she was realizing, Mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of fucked up. Sorry,
1: I shouldn't say the F word. I don't know. For people. It doesn't bother me. I was like, it does not bother me, sis. Do not worry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's because it was sort of like, I think she also realized like, like she's coming back and looking for answers. Um,
1: yeah. So
0: yeah, so she didn't, she, so like, she didn't really have like names, uh, of places. Yeah. And so I, I didn't really have answers. And so then I was like, fine. And then, you know, I was busy with school and then, um, uh, I guess, uh, around 26, when I started to get more interested when, after I found that book outsiders within and was like, whoa, adoption is like, that's when I started asking more questions. And I, I asked her the same questions. Um, yeah. And one thing actually, I did forget to, to mention that she told me she did say something about like my dad, like being there, but like leaving the camp. Um, mm-hmm. and, but like, because he couldn't take care of me. And I was like, I didn't even believe it. Because I was like, I think like, it's been like t- 20 years, like that can't be true. Like my didn't tell me that. So that kind of like went over my yeah. head. Cause Fence. Um, so yeah, she didn't. Again, she didn't really have more like more answers to tell me, and um, you know, I started getting more involved with adoptees and uh, yeah. learning about uh, just like the issues. I started meeting more Ethiopian adoptees, and um, I actually connected with who, uh, another Ethiopian adoptee who's now like um, my one of my best friends. My best friend that makes um, me so happy. Yeah, she she's amazing. Like. Uh, and yeah, I started like, uh, you know, like talking about adoption, getting invited to like write about it. Um, and like the adoptees. Oh, wait, were... pause.
1: don't pause. Wait, pause. Go ahead and tell ah. people you have a blog.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have a blog. Okay. It's, uh, uh Dot bohanu.com Well, my website, but if you go, there's a section like adoption work. And if you go there, you'll see like a list of like different um, writings that I've done. I, I did a podcast for a year called Out of the Fog, which I'm proud yeah. about. Um, it's like, I, I'm proud not just like, oh, I did great work, but like the the, the guests that we had on that podcast were like, yeah. I, I mean, I cried every time I did the interviews. Like, oh, oh. Was, like very profound. Um, yeah. And it was, it was fun too, there was like music because I did it with my. A friend uh, who's an adoptee activist, but he's actually not adopted. Um, he's like first generation Vietnamese, um, yeah. and he's amazing, Pascal. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Out of the Fog podcast. You'll learn more about adoption. Um, yeah. Then so yeah, I started really getting involved, um, and like the thing is with international adoption, the people who are uh, have sort of paved the way. Uh, Korean adoptees. So Korean, because adoption started with them in the fifties, I guess after the Korean War. Um, so there's like so many Korean adoptees, and they like, I mean, they're they're amazing. Like, uh, they really fought hard uh, to get their voices heard, and they published. Um, like the academic research Uh on adoption has been Mm -hmm. done by actually because the thing is, I mean, now they're like in their sixties now, so they're um, You know, the the older so,
2: you know the the younger generations like we're kind of like building on the work that they've done for, for international adoptees. I mean, other adoptees have yes. been like publishing, but like like international like because the thing is you have to understand about adoption and our adoptees is that like the things that we have to say are not really what people want to hear. Um, yeah. So they push back, you know. Yeah,
1: you shared. um, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you had shared some interesting like statistics with me that I had never considered. Um, And I'm going to just kind of share them with with everyone here too. Oh, it was just like, insane. Well, one, when we were first talking, you were saying like how you were the only Ethiopian adoptee that you knew in your area um like in Canada and that like was like mind-boggling because like feel like I could just feel how isolating that would be and then you kind of shared with me that um 32,000 Ethiopian children were adopted from 2003 to 2018 um and that was just like when I thought about like the number that like that's a big number like That is a big number. And I know that that eventually stopped in 2018 because of the issues uh, around it. Um, And, and there was a couple of other things. So can you, can you kind of like lay that out? Because we also talked about um, how that impacted like mental health issues too, as you're speaking about like kind of this, like this whole like idea, you know what I mean? Of uh, interracial and international adoption
0: yeah so the thing is with uh adoption from ethiopia it started um like late 60s um and it was uh mm-hmm. sweden uh sweden started yeah. I, I think like, they were the main ones and most adoptions happened like st- uh, beginning 1970s and then um mm-hmm. like and then I, maybe i don't know like if it's because of like the derg or whatever but in the 80s there wasn't that many adoptions like Canada, like I don't know like I think I know of like one other person who was adopted from Ethiopia in the eighties, like to Canada. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know any other person. And even for me, like my adoption was a private adoption. Like I, it was yeah. not an agent. It was like just a, a a humanitarian worker that like coordinated my adoption unethically through an through a... But the the the
1: word were- you fr- you froze up a little bit. Uh oh, not the Comcast Wi-Fi. Okay, you're coming back. You're coming back.
2: Okay. Um. Okay. Is it working? Okay. It's just Um, moving a little slow. Okay. Yeah. I have to fix my internet, I think. Um, So, yeah. uh, Adoptions from Ethiopia to France, um, that kind of picked up in the Mm -hmm. the late 90s. No, mid to late 80s. And then in the 90s, France, Mm -hmm. like, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of adoptions, uh,
1: internet oh Oh, no (laughs) i was like you were doing okay i see i can see it clearly now i don't know what you did just did but i can see you now so what the last thing i heard was um france in the late 80s or late 80s right early 90s yeah
0: yeah so france started uh sending more no ethiopia was sending children to france uh mid mid to late 80s and then a lot mm-hmm. in- and then uh I'm, like the state started like like adoption went crazy in the 2000s um mm-hmm. and uh, to different places in europe as well um like you know uh like belgium spain italy that was like more mid uh 2000 so i there's there's been different waves of
1: yeah. adoption
0: to um you know, Ethiopia sending, con- sending children abroad. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that like, you know, the parents, like a lot of the times they don't know what's happening. Like they were lied to. And oh. I mean, it, it is like 30, like, what is, did I say 32,000? Like that's, yeah. that is uh like, it's child trafficking. And, um you know, there's even terms, like they call them uh, uh harvesters, like, literally oh. like people, going into villages and like telling, the fa- like telling the families, like, you know, like, uh, send your kids, they're gonna get a good education, they're gonna come back. So that was, I, I mean, that, that's always worked though, because when I talk to Swedish um, adoptees who adopted mm-hmm. in the 1970s, they have the same stories that people adopted in the 2000s. So that's wow. working forever. We'll take, your kids, we'll, we'll take your kids, they're gonna be, they're gonna be well taken care of. Yeah. You know? And so that is, I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, it's just like these, it's, it's poverty. Yeah. And it's, it and it's um and it's people feeling like they don't have, um they don't have any other option. And so, and, and the thing is, is that it's not just that, it's that there's a high, there's a demand because mm-hmm. even after, like Angelina Jolie adopted her daughter, it's it crazy. Yeah. So, so the thing that you have to understand about adoption is that um, it's very much influenced by demand, and yeah. like when Ethiopia clo like the thing is with the with adoption is that when, when one country closes mm-hmm. their doors, another country opens their doors. So as Ethiopia, as like the government, Ethiopian government was cracking down on adoptions, um. Uganda, people started going towards Uganda. And so mm-hmm. it, uh, Uganda is like, it's just like, you know, babies getting stolen, left in sight. Yeah. Um, so uh, again, the idea is to give people, like give people resources so that they, that they can keep their children. Like, yeah. that, that is the big thing. And for me, like I do talk about um, issues that adoptees have but Mm -hmm. i also really want to put focus on uh that you know when people have what they need they're not going to give up their children yeah you know like like it's just like who like can you like i I have a son i would you know what i mean like it's just like but then it's like well maybe if somebody if i didn't i couldn't i didn't have anything to eat and people were like your son is going to like get a education, maybe i don't know like if, if if I didn't if I didn't understand adoption if I didn't have access to education I yeah. might, um, so you know and these 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 parents like we never hear about them like they suffer a lot like there's so much shame, uh, a lot of them live with like uh you know like mental health issues like there's been uh, some uh, social workers from Addis Ababa University who've done research on moms. And it's just, it's like, it's awful. Like you just like read the, like, I mean, I don't really like reading like master's theses, but like, I loved
1: reading what they wrote, even though it was painful. Cause it's like- It this- is like, I'm over here just like, I've already heard it. Like I've heard you tell me it, you know, but it's just like putting it, I think now that I actually have time to fully process, I'm like, wow, like this is just wild. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a question for you. Um, my sis at Up said, is there a specific reason why Ethiopian children are always the ones people want to adopt? Man, yeah.
0: Well, so, uh, in a way, yes. Um, so the thing is, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like that question because mm-hmm. uh, people want, people who want to adopt, they always want to adopt babies. Because yeah. you Because the idea is like the babies are blank slate you mm-hmm. know and also sometimes it's easier to adopt uh, internationally yeah uh, is uh, domestically because there's always that fear that the parents are going to come back because mm-hmm. like yeah, the, that makes sense. huge because the thing is when you want to have a family a lot of the times it's like you want your family you don't want like like th- that, that 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 um some people are changing though like you yeah. don't uh, because now adoptees are like kind of pushing on that, but I think that adoption from Ethiopia was attractive because um, it was, um, to be honest, it, it, like it's cheaper.
1: It was cheaper, it, it was cheap, cheaper faster. Yeah, I've can't. heard that. There's less <laughs> obstacles to jump through. People want to adopt healthy kids.
0: Like, oh, close.
1: Yeah, I was just saying too. Like, there's. I always saw like whenever I would go visit in the summers I would always see like missionaries or people coming to adopt children from Ethiopia and it used to drive me nuts I'm like there's so many kids in your country that need help and support but they are willing to hop on a flight to go to a different country to take a child out of that country it just like was always mind-boggling to me and I was like is the case that you want children or is the case that you want children that you can kind of control and manipulate you know what i mean like i was always just a little bit hesitant about them because i'm like you know somebody put it in the comments about this whole white savior complex and i've always felt that way personally um i know that there are people who do it for good reasons right like Mm -hmm. maybe they went on a trip to ethiopia and they fell in love with the kid and they you know whatever the case is and you kind of romanticize the story Um, But it just was kind of always mind boggling to me. And then I know like when I was talking to you, I was just thinking like um, how jarring it would be. Like I was saying like as a diaspora, right? I immigrated here with my parents and that was a lot. (laughs) Like that was a lot to understand. Um, You know, my parents don't know this, this country. They had like their struggle with it, but at least we were all together. And then I was like, for you being adopted, it's like you're looking around and nobody looks like you. Like there's parts of your identity that you can't just ask your parents about because they're not there. And so it's like the experience mm-hmm. of being displaced is already like difficult to, to get through, but to not even have a choice in it, you know what I mean? Um, is is kind of mind boggling to me.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I think for me, like, you know, I I mean, my my family of course, well, you know they're white it was uh, a lot of um you know i i grew up in racial isolation like i didn't i think i was like maybe 15 when i 15 16 when i had like my first black friend she was dominican mm. i met her at that summer camp and so, so for me it was like you know i just that was my, my life but like i it wasn't always going to be like that because like i lo- like I I always like loved want to be around people that look like me, like always. Yeah. So for me, it was just like always knew like as soon as I can, I'm going to to leave. You know, and I left home pretty young. I was like 17. I was like, yeah. ciao. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked, looked back. You know, it's just like why, yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. Cause I love, you know, I love seeing people like me. I love lang- like I'm, you know, it's important for me to see different types of people as well. Um, yeah. So and then I didn't, I didn't meet uh, Ethiopians until I was like 23, I guess, after I went from Ethiopia. Like, wow. like it, it was, it, it was just like, you know, crazy. But I think going back to like, um, again, for me as an adopted, as a child, it was just like, I'm just, I was just adapting, you know, so it's like, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I always tell the story about, um, uh, you know, as, cause we lived in the country and, uh, <laughs> you know, we would go grocery shopping in the nearest town. And sometimes there was like African immigrants from West Africa that would study at the university. So sometimes we would see them, um, at, at the supermarket and whenever like we would see somebody, my mom would be like, Oh, look, actually she wouldn't point. <laughs> She'd be like look over there and I'd be like pointing she'd be like don't point but I'd like step them <laughs> like that you like know? Why? <laughs> yeah and I remember I was like happy but it was like I was happy because somebody looked like me but then I mean I would feel like sad after mm-hmm. because I would just realize like I'm missing that like I'm missing yeah. seeing people that look like me but I yeah. think for, again it's sort of like when you're um, like when I was older and, you know, was around like, like black people, African people, mm-hmm. it, I found like a, um, how do you like, I started to like myself better. And I was like, like this is what I'm missing. It's just like, yep. I, it's very powerful to be around people that look like you. And again, like, I didn't have, like, I didn't have negative experiences that I can remember where people were like, well, I think, you know, I, there was like, homeless people in the street yeah you know, call me the n-word randomly but like i don't care um but been, not
1: know, the so homeless like, guy on the street yeah. i always think those are the crazy ones i say, you don't even got a house but you still try to talk crazy to me sir oh yeah there was yeah there was, there was one actually
0: i was living in ottawa because i was going to school there and though i i was walking to school one day it was like eight in the morning i had an eight and there was one man that like tried to corner me, like I, you know, I was walking, and then he like jumped in front of me and he yelled oh, at me. Oh no. like... But you know, I, but I, I, I was just like, what a f- idiot, and I walked away. Like uh-huh. it even like it didn't even bother me. Um, you know.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna just let that one pass. I'm gonna let that one pass. I'm gonna let that, one- <laughs> I'm gonna let that one pass. So okay. right. said not Ottawa. I said I know, sis. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know, it, but you know, um. So again, like I, I think that being around people that look like me, it, it it made me realize like this is what I'm missing. And so it was funny yeah. because you know, when I was in my twenties, when I met like um, you know, when I went to sc- school, I had uh, you know, more like African friends, and then I met mm-hmm. Ethiopians. It was like it was like wow, like I've like I missed this my whole life. And then apart, mm-hmm. I felt mixed the emotions about it, like I was happy, but then I was like angry, like I was kept from this. And then just like being yeah. like around Ethiopians and like the ones that are here, they speak Amharic. So for me, it was just like sitting in a room, hearing people speak Amharic, and I'm just like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like it's strange. And I, I was, yeah. I, it was hard for a few years. Um, but yeah. then I was, hey, this is, you know, this is just my experience. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, I think you oh. might have heard a little bit. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. Um. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Okay. You had made a. You had made a comment about. Um. You hadn't met Ethiopians until you went to Ethiopia, and I know that that was a part of your. Your journey of uh, trying to find your family. So, as you're getting more exposed to the people and the culture, I know that you you went on a journey trying to you know find answers, and you actually did end up going back to Ethiopia. Can you kind of elaborate on what that what that process of even looking for answers actually seen like what that actually means?
0: Yeah. So the first time I went back to Ethiopia, I think I was like 23. And I went with my uh boyfriend at the time, and that was just like you know just to see the country and then I went mm-hmm. back uh i how old, i think it was like was it four five years ago
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: know yeah, two thousand sixteen I went, and um it was sort of like a great, like i like so I ended up having a few weeks off work, and I was like. <laughs> And I, I I'd met some adoptees from the Netherlands who lived in, in, were living in Addis. So I was like, why don't I just go? So I, I decided like uh, maybe two weeks before I'm going. And so I, like, it was sort of like, oh, it was a quick decision. Like, why don't I just like, yeah. start, like, you know, it was sort of like a light bulb moment. Um, yeah. And so I, I was, it was ridiculous though, because I was like, uh, I know where I wanna go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm going to do or how I'm going to get there. Um, but, you know, I was, um, so I had this idea that I'm just going to uh, have somebody write my story and I'm and then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going, because where I was found was uh, in Ibnak, it's outside of Gonder, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just like show up in Gonder with like a paper in Amharic cause you know, I don't speak it. And, and I, <laughs> so I met up with like you know and he was like what are you (laughs) like but I was like I I mean (laughs) you know you know but that's you know sometimes uh okay did my
1: I can I was like I can still hear you so
0: I had this ridiculous idea
1: oh okay yeah, you're so funny. You you really thought you're just gonna walk around with a piece of paper. Oh, you're so <laughs> hilarious for that. Is it is, is it working now? Yeah, 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 we can hear you. Okay, That's hilarious. okay.
0: Yeah, so it was completely, it was kind of absurd, but I was like, I don't care, like, I'm gonna do this, you know, and yeah. um he, he was like no no and so actually uh he helped like his uh wife was very kind and she she was like oh let like i'll ask my cousin from Addis to like come with you um do mm-hmm. the search and um and you know and and i mean they were very generous honestly like she even like yeah she was very kind um so i i went i went to do the search I don't. I've never actually talked about it before because, you know, it's it's such a an experience that was close to my heart. Um, but basically, mm-hmm. I had uh, I had different contacts, like an Addis and mm-hmm. Um and and then with those contacts, I just like we hitched a ride to go to Ibnat, and I don't know, like everything just worked out. So we met, like, um, I guess like the mayor of Ibnat, and we were really yeah. well we were really well received and uh, like, you know, I got to know everybody. Like it was, it, it was a really, you know, fascinating experience. But when I was in mm-hmm. that, um, you know, like they didn't really, you know, like they're like, okay, like there's different Burhanus, but, um, you know, we think that the, the person that might be like your father, uh, he lives mm-hmm. like in, um, and so, you know, so I was like, Ulo. and so they were like, just stay a few days, we're gonna have somebody like go and find them. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. And, yeah, you know, it's also like, you know, for them, they're kind of like, like, you know, there's certain things culturally you're not supposed to do, but like, I broke all the rules, um, like. Well, you, you didn't, know, didn't have I-
1: to learn them. You know what <laughs> I mean? So that's the perfect excuse. <laughs> right. I break the rules and I know them sis, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I love that. So, yeah.
0: So we actually, I actually ended up going to, to Wolo. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it was, I mean, it was just a crazy experience. You know, people were so kind, so kind. They, like they bent over backwards to help me. Like I'll always be grateful mm-hmm. to those people and, um, for their help and generosity. So basically like, you know, we went, I don't even know where we went. Cause they were like, Oh, we're going to we're gonna to go to a village and then you're gonna mm-hmm. to have to walk. So I was like, oh, Okay. Um and I you know, I just thought there would be like food at the village, but there wasn't. So basically yeah. they dropped us off at the border of uh yes. you know, they, they dropped us off I think Bondo and Wollo and then like we walked. Mm-hmm. Like like seven hours without food. Like it was it was really like I it, is. it was this really is what I'm
1: saying. You were so bold. I, had, I wouldn't even do it. <laughs>
0: no but i i mean kind of crazy one point you know because we had uh you know we paid for guys to help us go in the mountains because we didn't know where we're going and like at one point like yeah like they they kind of like changed their mind about things they're like oh no like we can't go we can't take her and it was just like me and all like these men in the vehicle and um you know we're talking outside and i was so mad i got out and i was like look i can't go all way here like i like (laughs) everybody was like, <laughs> Ooh. You know, but, it, I mean, but you know, I was like, smi- I, you know, I was smiling too. You know, I was like, you know, and then, you know, they're like, I have no idea what they're saying, but uh, you know, it, it, like it worked. And so we went all the way to Wolo. Um, long story short, um, cause there's a lot of things I could say um, is that um, basically the man that I thought was my father, had actually, mm-hmm. like, he was actually uh, close to Ibnat. So we kind of went all that way for nothing.
1: Um, he <laughs> was- Why would they take was, you on like, that goose chase, sis? Why would they I swear, Hamishat people, they will just go, like, yeah. oh, this person said this? Okay, yeah. okay. And they'll just, like, run and do it. And I'm like, yo, can you guys call, like, four more people before we, we do all this? But yes, go ahead, continue. You were determined, yeah. so it was it was gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it was just crazy. So it's like I went all that way. I came back, back, and then like uh, went to meet me. And I mean, it was really, really beautiful. But the thing is, is that like I felt like he was my father. Um, mm-hmm. So like funny, like it was just like, yeah, I had I had like such a good time with him. And you know, yeah. like I helped him out. Like I felt, but I, I was like I I I took like a because I took a, a swab because mm-hmm. I DNA test and so I found this company that allows you to just like get the kind of get the material yourself and so I had him take a swab I was like I I need to know if he's like my father um yes. and you know I thought he was and you know um you know and it's funny because like when I connected with him it's like I had plans like I'm like like cuz he had other kids okay I'm going to like you know like these are my half or like these are my siblings like i really mm-hmm. felt like he was like, like like this was my family um yeah. and I, but i did the dna test and i found out he wasn't um yeah. that it, that was really like it was really hard like like and it, it yeah. kind of took me it kind of took me a year to recover from that um, yes. and you know like doing like like it took me a year that I really like, like this is killing me. I need to just stop mm-hmm. everything, um, because, like, I really want this, but um, like I have other things to do in my life too. Like I don't like it's like that. It was an expensive trip. Like you know, like I cannot be yeah. do just don't have the the money, but also like the time. Like this is like switching for a needle in a haystack. In a haystack. Um, mm-hmm. The thing, too, is, like, um, the story, like, his story was similar to my story. There was things that were kind of, like, off, but yeah. I was, like, who, who knows, you know? Um. So I think for me is, like, what I learned from that experience. Like, I, I mean, I learned a lot. I, I feel like the bond that I had with him was because, like, we both had a loss. And it's, like, yeah. I think we connected that because, like, like it, it's, like, I wanted so much to like find my, you know, my
2: yeah. blood.
0: And he also lost a daughter to adoption. Um, and so it was just like we connected on that. So, I mean, it was a beautiful like bond and, you know, made me like, he was really funny. Um, you know, I would tease him and like, you know, I can't, I'm here, you know um so it, it, it was a lot of fun um I said uh so I guess it's meant to happen then it's going to it's you know things are gonna line up um but yeah DNA yes. DNA testing is like I think the way to go so like I, I encourage people to to do um like 23andMe um, because you, I, I,
1: can, yeah I was gonna yeah. say can you can you let the people know so everyone in the audience especially if uh, you know, cough, cough, if you're from Vegas, I need y'all to pay attention. She gonna break something down to you. But I also want you to um, talk about the the organization that you were telling me about that helps um, parents find their children that were adopted. So two things. So break down the DNA testing. And then let's break down that second part, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: perfect. So um, so yeah, DNA testing, like uh, tw- uh, 20. So I did uh 20, 30, me. And uh, I was able to find um, some distant relatives, and uh, a lot of them, so, like, because the thing is, not everybody wants to disclose, like, where they're from and their names, um, but, like, the, out of the ones who had given some information, like, like, the majority were, like, Tigrayan, like, mm-hmm. to Tigray, um, t- like, Tigray or Eritrea, um, mm-hmm. and, and Oh, there is somebody uh, from Las Vegas who has initials HC um, that needs to uh, contact me because we connected and I sent the person messages and they haven't responded. So if you're from Las Vegas and you did 23 Me, check your messages and send me a DM. Um, because that, yes. that's the one that um, is, because there's a lot of uh distant relatives and that person was like one of the closer dna relatives
1: yeah. that i found got to link up she's over here like oh my gosh <laughs> she's so invested she said I yeah think- oh she said oh she said i think she's my cousin oh oh shit, we might have found you some family lili i'm gonna i'm gonna have you on here after but sis man <laughs> and she said um she also asked do you okay she said do you have any family in texas and she asked if you ever did find your biological father.
0: No, because this this is the thing is like what I realized too is like like the name that I have like I don't I don't even know if it's my name like I don't mm-hmm. know if it's my real name because it's like I don't know like I just feel like because on papers that's the name that was given to me but like like names are changed um documents are followed all the time so i don't know if yeah. like actually my name or not um yeah uh, so uh what was i gonna say about that uh so yeah i i really i you know i don't i don't know so that's why i want more people to uh to take a test so you know to gather people please take the dna because like i'm speaking for me but in reality like i mean there is there is, every week on mm-hmm. Facebook, Ethiopian adopt, like, adoptive Facebook groups, there is mm-hmm. people looking for their family. Every, like, every day, people are like, I, I'm looking for my family. I'm looking for... And I get I get messages. People DM me, like, D- can you find this person? So that's what I'm telling you. Um, Take DNA tests, but also ask your families because, you know, I think that... um. You know, like, maybe you you might have a cousin who was given up for adoption. Maybe your parents, like, gave a child up for adoption. Because, like, there are stories like that where people, like, um, I I know, actually, uh, she's Tegaru, actually. Her mom, like, she Mm -hmm. gave, well, there's a few of them, actually. The mom gave the child, like, had to give her child up and then they immigrated, immigrated, I think, maybe to the UK or France, I'm not sure. So, it's like, like, who knows? Your parents might have given you, you know, like, ask, ask your family. I know people don't like to talk about this, but um, these are yes. really important. Um, like, it's just, yeah, people people are, are dying to connect with their families. And so there is an organization that um, uh, does uh, helps connect uh, families in Ethiopia to adopt these and the Goobos, and it's called uh, Beteseb Salega. Mm -hmm. um Ethiopian adoption connection um and they offer like a free database where um people and it's crazy because like they have so many families coming forward looking for their kids like it's heartbreaking it's like so um yeah please like it's it's like it's Mm -hmm. life-changing the parents and um for you know for us as adoptees you know because I think this is a like um that I noticed uh, with us, like adoptees, like maybe we don't like. I don't know many Ethiopian adoptees who are as vocal as me and like the loud one. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like, and it's funny because it's like, am I really loud? Like, I'm I'm definitely loud for, I
1: don't know. Um, any, anyway. yeah. anyways. Uh, but uh, um, oh, um, before you, like, before you they all move on. Want, Oh yeah. Uh Tagaru Linkup said oh, yeah. the girl that contacted them on 23andMe, her name is Mahirat and she's in Europe. Okay. Interesting. She might be on that Facebook group or she might be connected to the yeah. the group somehow or you know, connect her to the group. It's called Betasev uh, Felaga. I think is basically the I think the rough translation is that like is find your family. I think
0: yeah. So, I th- yeah. So yeah definitely and also like if you do tw- when you do 23 me, like make sure that you like check like ch- like turn on the notifications and put in your name because this is a funny thing like the two cousins that i connected with like i stalked them on linkedin
1: like i was like I- <laughs> it's okay sis it's like, okay you need the answers I- <laughs> there's people who stalked us and it ain't, ain't got nothing to do with them trying to find family okay so don't don't hold back
0: yeah, well, it's just funny because I was like, I know this is kind of like you, like you, are the cut. I, I, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I shared, and I was today. I'm actually talking to one of my distant cousins right before. She's actually Eritrean, um, and she's mm-hmm. from Nashville. Um, you know, and I, you know, we're laughing about it. You? Uh, we're thinking that I'm not creepy,
1: um, but uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> that must be an interesting (laughs) phone call though huh i said that must be an interesting phone call like hey by the way (laughs) like i think i'm your cousin like you know yeah well i mean
0: because the thing is like you know she uh, she probably you know went on her 23andme and like confirmed right um Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean she was like you know very happy i think like i mean there was Actually, quite a few that haven't been back to me. I don't know if they're like, oh, I don't, you know, I have too many cousins. I don't want another one. Or maybe they just
1: like. Oh. We oh, all um, have fake cousins. Okay. We yeah, all have fake yeah, cousins. But
0: that, yeah, but that's why I, when I write them, I'm, I'm like, I'm an adopted person. Like,
1: yeah. Like, like, like uh, <laughs> yes. you know. Because I know no, it's Hoover, probably like. I, I, I'm all la- the only reason why I'm laughing is because we talked about this and I was just saying, um, for those of you in the background, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh we were saying not only is the DNA test important for like adoptees to find each other, it's important for us to not marry our cousins. <laughs> like there's too right. many of these stories where you're not hundred percent sure. So that's the only reason why yeah. I was laughing. Yeah. But the I'm just thinking of the interaction too, of being like like just behind the keyboard like yes like trying to like contact these people and then getting the message like what the heck i got a cousin like actually like connecting in that way um i'm just imagining that because i'm very visual person so i i had a whole little movie in my head so (laughs) it's just like whoa but it's it's a lot i think it's also something to pause about because when you're reaching out and like there's like a you know i'm a expecting that there's like a level of excitement you know what I mean like oh my god I found somebody that I'm related to I'm connected and then when you're not getting a response it's like damn like it's heartbreaking so I just want to give you your flowers of like continuously like searching and then even just advocating and and sharing your story so that more people can learn about this because it is a lot like a lot because we we kind of brushed over it but even just thinking about like your identity um, and what that means like we're in this in this space right now where we're thinking about our Ethiopian identity and that's traumatic for a lot of us but you're like discovering this place and then like getting kind of inklings of things like okay I'm from here I'm from the north I'm this or whatever and you're trying to put it together just for us to end up in another war you know like it's just a continuous cycle of of just trauma, yeah Uh-oh, I you mean, paused again
0: yeah, there's my connection is
1: I could have sworn our friendly neighbors in the north the- the Canadians had it better than us, but it's okay, yeah, I can see you,
0: yeah, okay, you can see me, um okay, is it uh you can hear me, okay, perfect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With the war, it like so for me. Um, like I knew, you know, I was from like ethnic makeup, but I was always curious about that, and I w- would ask people, and mm-hmm. like people were hesitant to to tell me or to, to just talk about it, and I knew that identity was was like politicized but for me I you know it wasn't because like I want to I think that I'm better than anybody else because I'm from the north like because I know that is a thing it was really just like mm-hmm. I, I actually want to know like where I'm from um mm-hmm. so yeah it's just been uh yeah I just I you know eth- ethnicity I know it's like very taboo and I always try to talk about it and then kind of like stop because I was like okay like this is like a touchy issue. And I, I, I really enjoy talking about taboo issues, by the way.
1: Like I love it. <laughs> me thing. too. Why do you, you know, so- care? People people really people really just be looking at me crazy sometimes. I'm like, are we gonna talk about it? Or are you guys gonna keep wondering about it and just be curious? Like, let's yeah. bring it out to the open. Let's bring it to the forefront. Like yeah. think about it. We're talking about famine, we're talking about war. This is a reoccurring theme in our country. So why are we completely ignoring all these people who get internally displaced? And what do we think happens to the children that lose their parents? You know what I mean? Like they get separated somehow for whatever the reason it's like they end up somewhere, things happen to them. They're real people. And it's like, now that you're an adult, you can bring that perspective to light. How many people are posting about famine every day? Like if I were you, I'd be triggered even trying to be like in this movement. And the fact that like, you're able to own your story and who you are and like this part of your journey and still be able to show up every day and like keep fighting for us and keep you know get you know you got connected to the canadians and y'all have been like really putting shit together and it's just like to me it's just like completely amazing like it's just completely amazing to see how you're showing up in this time and i really could care less like what anybody feels about the the politics of it like Mm -hmm. you you shared with me and you can share with them it's just It's something in your spirit that, that moves you. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: is the, the, this is the thing is that for me, like. When the war, like when I heard that it was like happening. Like the feeling that I had was like. I mean, I don't really have words for it, but I felt awful for the first six weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the first like two, two three weeks it was awful. Like I, I could not. Uh, keep, I was like crying all the time. Like you know, I was like taking my my son to daycare, wiping my eyes, and you, you know yeah. it was like. You know, it it was really like you know I was trying to talk to people and like crying and like arguing with people. You no, know, because I was like crazy because. It. I, yeah, I did, I felt it, like, you know, it's not a, it's not a head thing, like, you know, I'm from the north, I don't know where, but like, it's here,
1: Mm -hmm. like, because
0: body feeling, bodied feeling, like, this is, like, I've gone through this before my people have gone through this and so uh yeah that's why I go hard because like and also because I knew that this was going to be like this was going to be bad I felt it like it's like you know I would yeah. argue with people like you like oh you know like it's just gonna be like myth and it's like well that's like messed up that you think that and I was wanting to like
1: yeah. chop people's um not really. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It's so okay, I, sis. I, I, I be feeling it fun. every day. I just, I just keep it calm. I just keep it calm, <laughs> but, but I feel it.
0: Yeah, like for me, it's just like, but you know, I was like, this is like, like, it. This is, I felt it. I knew. Mhm. Knew it. Um, maybe. Oh, like, if I'm for something, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah. Like you could. I'm still fight. Yeah.
1: You know I have that, and so I, yeah. It, they say you can take the girl know, out of like, Tigray, but you can't take Tigger out the girl you better you better say that amen <laughs> <laughs> tap two times well, I, 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 well yeah i i mean
0: I, I i do i do feel that it's like you know learning about you know about like the you know Wyani. I'm like oh like mm-hmm. I will really to that like like that's me like because i you know I was always like a little rebellious and You know i'd get spankings for being mouthy and you know it was like i just like had that and it's like yeah i don't know what came from and so i just i don't know i relate to that that like um fighter spirit i do um you know but i mean i you know like so i just um yeah i i was extremely upset and i was like you know this is i want to get involved you
1: know yeah and you didn't hesitate like you didn't hesitate you reached out to me and i was like oh i got you <laughs> i was like "Fable's in here she was like she does so much for canada and it's just like it's just a matter of like connecting people to a, a system a, a group of people who want to do the same thing you know and it's just been amazing and and i say that too so for those of you who are not really aware um like you don't give yourself the flowers but just even I, I can't remember the numbers, but you were just telling me about how, um, you know, mental health is such a big thing because of this identity crisis that the anger and the grief process, right? Because you have to grieve this life that you could have had that was taken away from you. So like, that's what, what I heard in, in terms of like how you were explaining, like being happy but angry and, and having all of this, right? But it's like, how many adoptees don't make it? like that really breaks them. And the numbers you were sharing were pretty staggering. I'm trying to like look at it, but if you remember off the top of your head, it was a lot. Like it was a, a lot of people suffering from this. I think it was somewhere around, um, I think it was something around 300,000. I'm trying to look in the email that you sent me, but. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I know, I mean, with like the, adoption like like pathologizing us you know um but mm-hmm. the, the, the like the research is there it's not like like the research is there that adoptees have, have like struggle a lot with mental health issues um mm-hmm. and i mean that's like uh you know like depression anxiety um like you know uh, what is it called like uh not, what is it called? Like, not, like, you end up in, like, a mental, like, health. Like, psychosis? Psychosis, like having- yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, dependency, like, alcohol, bugs, like, delinquency, like, like everything bad. Like, it, it's awful. Like, you know, when yeah. I was doing the research, it's, I mean, I hear that because, you know, I follow people that study adoption. um. But I also know it being in the like adoptees are four times more likely to commit suicide um mm-hmm. and that is like than, than people who aren't adopted and uh I don't even have to look at that statistic because like every week it seems like somebody's dying like somebody's yeah. killing them and so like you know this is um it's very difficult you know and it's like because people are like you know uh, you know you're so lucky cuz you're adopted but they kind of neglect to to really see that the loss that people like the loss that adoptees feel um and, mm-hmm. and and adoptees also like we don't like talking about it like you know it took me like I wasn't till my, you know it took me you know I was like I guess 26 or something when I was like I could t- talk about it yeah. like so it's like there is a lot of like loss and a lot of um, and like, you know, there's guilt and like you want to feel grateful because people tell you like you should be grateful to be adopted. So there's this there's a lot of like, like,
1: like, you know, you know know what I hear? Let me help you here. This is this what makes you know, because I I got the anger for for all of us. Um, What I hear when I when people say that like this whole idea of I should be grateful grateful for what grateful for the, the fact that my country was at war and that i got ripped apart from the family i knew for no reason like i'm you know what i mean like you two things can be true like you can be grateful that you're safe and that you're alive right but you don't have to be grateful for the circumstances that put you there to begin with like i don't think that's an uh an identity that we would just have chosen for ourselves had we been given the option. So I I don't know. I find that personally offensive and I'm not adopted. So I can imagine like when people tell you that too as a kid and all the time, it's like, "Oh, okay, I'm supposed to be grateful for it because everyone tells me I'm supposed to be grateful." And it's like, "No. Address the problems that put that put these kids in this freaking position." Like that's what I get mad about um, personally. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm happy, yeah. Go ahead, you know, yeah, I I,
0: I like that Uh you have that. Like, a lot of the time, you kind of have to convince people, and so Mm -hmm. I'm just happy with. Oh no,
1: you broke up,
0: you know. We don't leave. we were taken, um, and you know things happen. Like if there wasn't the famine, if there wasn't the war, mm-hmm. in like
1: eight, hey, we're gonna get you some new. You know, life people I like do, to make argument. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was gonna say we're oh, gonna.
0: It's, we, it's, we have...
1: like, it's, it's terrible. And uh. <laughs> we're gonna give Canada a break. But this is the same thing. when Tory Lanez used to go on live, we used to be like Comcast, Comcast. So I'm officially assuming it's Canada. <laughs> the but, wow, but... I didn't Yeah. That's fine. Okay, I think you're back. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: is it okay? Um, but yeah, exactly. Like, if it hadn't been, if there hadn't been a war, I would have been separated from my family. So, I do like to always bring it back to uh, the politics and how it, it, like, it destroys families, because it's like I'm kind of permanently separated from my family. Like, I hope that I will find them, but mm-hmm. you know, it's because I kind of like, because there was, I mean I've been sad i was like, i we- not i guess I kind of like suppressed how I felt, and then I let it out and then I was like devastated and like angry and sad and depressed for a long time mm-hmm. and angry um and then I kind of had to just like let it go because it was just going to like you know i i couldn't i I couldn't live, so I couldn't live I couldn't be healthy and happy, so I had to make a decision like you know for myself like I have to let this go um but I mean I still you know but then it's like you know I still would like it to happen but I sort of detach myself from the outcome but yeah I I would love to to meet them and and you know I you know it's like I feel like you know there's some adoptees that don't feel that way they're like I don't like I don't care to know and I'm like "I, I wish I could kind of be like my life easier if I didn't care if I was just like oh I'm just gonna live my life in Canada and you know or like you know travel no, no, no. but it's like I
1: can't yeah yeah <laughs> part of me is like do you really not care or are you just like afraid of the the outcome so like what you're saying too of like having to detach yourself from that that's really powerful like it's really a powerful thing to make that decision for yourself you know what I mean and to like choose you like choose yourself and choose your life because everything else was chosen for you and it's like you made a very like, strong and brave decision to be like, okay, the first part of my life, I didn't have a choice in. But this next part of my life, I definitely have a choice in. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm amazed. Right. I'm beyond proud of the fact that you were able to do that. Like, that's a big thing. But you know, I forgot to tell you that I changed my name. And I oh, changed- yes, you were talking about that. I changed my name because
0: my name was not I mean, Kasai was my middle name um mm-hmm. but it was like the name that i went by and Bohanu was not you know but I, I had it changed so because to take back what was mine <laughs> um so, yeah so yeah my legal name is like kasai Bohanu mcdonald and i have mcdonald because it's um you know it's my my family's name and you know they were part of my experience so i kept it uh i didn't keep yeah. it like to be nice i just kept it because like for sake of like history you know people could my you know my great-great-grandchildren can know like well if i have great you know they'll know like okay like my name comes from somewhere you know
1: yeah. uh, i really
0: believe in and i purposely put Bohanu on there for that purpose yeah um and uh yeah and and also with my birthday like you know i had like i hate my birthday uh they gave me like january first and i was
1: like i hate that date <laughs> they, gave you, they gave you the five birthday? I'm so tired of us. They couldn't be a little bit creative? I know, I was sad. And, you know, I was, like,
0: as a kid, people were always, like, you know, like, baby. And I was, like, no, I'm not. Like, I I, I always hated it. I always told them. And yeah. uh, so that so I just decided, like, I'm just going to create my own birthday. Um And so every year I change my birthday, which really annoys people because they're, like, when's your birthday? And I'm like, I haven't decided yet. Am I a Libra or, you know, am I? uh am <laughs> not I- your, not your astrology <laughs> sign. Uh, you uh, have- I'm i too mean to be. Like, uh, uh <laughs> I, I,
1: I I like. No, I like uh, I don't know. Oh, sis, I love it. No, I love it. You know me. I don't care. Choose whatever day you want. Okay, choose whatever day. Well, yeah, because
0: you know, it was it was late. It was like late uh late '85 um Mm -hmm. I you know I say between like October and um December so Mm -hmm. I make it like in 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 November or December uh you know but I was like oh let me try to be like October like Libra but I'm like I'm not a Libra you know like I just I keep changing it because like
1: no date really suits me um (laughs) choose I I would choose I would choose October because uh november you know everybody's over here hyped about thanksgiving you know it's kind of one of those fast months and it just takes over people's like you know it's not it's not really fair and then like december same thing it's like holidays, so your your birthday gets overshadowed and then people will feel like they could give you two presents at once and it's like no sweetheart you need to you need all the presents all of them yeah but but the thing is like i tried doing that but then i find like when i made
0: my birthday like uh Dece- mid-december like nobody mm-hmm. showed up no i had people that sh- showed up and people would be like i'm christmas shopping and so i was like
1: you know i told you i'm telling you since yes. the holidays ain't yes. it it, ain't yes. it.
0: so so like uh this year well it was covid but i chose like the the day of the dead that was like my birthday so mm-hmm. i like i i Ooh. i thought that was a powerful day but i actually like like October is a very um, it's it's a really sad month for me. And mm-hmm. uh, I talked about it with a few other people, and they're like, oh, I sometimes I get kind of like depressed and sad a month before my birthday. So I was like, oh, because I've I've hated October like since I was an adult. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was actually born in November. I don't know. But I'll I think I'll just keep like changing my my date until
1: I find, until it feels uh, right. Yeah. I mean, shit, celebrate the whole month. Who cares? Oh, the, my Canadians are making fun of me. They said we have a different Thanksgiving. <laughs> my bad. This the problem with being American. We only think about ourselves. We forget that y'all don't have the same holidays as us. It's actually really embarrassing. Like being from California, like for the longest time, I couldn't tell you where any of these states were. I was like New York? Texas? Like Seattle? Mm-hmm. Not even Washington state. I would say Seattle like it was, I was like everybody else I was like y'all just in the middle. Like, you know what I mean? You just didn't care. Yeah. But that's that's a story for another day. Um, That's so funny, though. Yes, choose a month. Who cares? Like, it's these things, right? Like, these little things that we take for granted. It's like, mm-hmm. you really have to choose for yourself. And you have to, like, experience all of it. But you know what? When you were saying that, I was thinking of the book. Um, I think it's The Body Keeps the Score. And it's like, I don't know if you, oh, did you read it? Because you're like.
0: Well, actually, I bought it for somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. I bought it for somebody, but I I need to buy a copy for myself. Um, but yeah, yeah tell because I haven't read it.
1: I haven't. I only skimmed through because you know how I had it on my Amazon, so I did the. Um, you know how they give you the pre trial or whatever, and you get like the first chapter. Uh, but essentially, yeah. the concept, though, even in psychology, is the same concept. It was just this idea that like your body remembers the trauma that you experience, and like the things that you can't verbalize or the things that you don't acknowledge um, or work through, like will continuously show up. So like your body will ache in different places um, for whatever the reason. Like there's things like medically, um, like you'll be like, but my back hurts and my back, and they can run all the tests, but like they won't find the problem because the problem is not actually in your body, bi- your, your uh, body, it's in your mind. So, a lot of people, especially lately, um, I feel like in the last couple of decades have been putting more emphasis on neuroscience and they're trying to connect that idea that your thoughts connect to your, your actions. And like, if you really do think about it, our brain is what makes the rest of our body functions. So if there's trauma there, um, there's gonna be like, it's gonna show up in your body because it's messing with how your brain is functioning. So I, I would recommend it. I'm still gonna read through that book because I, I learned it in my studies. But I think it's cool that there's even a book out there specifically on that for people to um, to learn from. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Thanks for you know bringing that up because it's it's like on my list of books to read to. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, Absolutely. I like.
0: Yeah, I like what, best, what I forget his name, Bessel, and something. But it, yeah, I, I
1: know like like
0: some of his quotes, and I'm like, yes, this is this sounds sound.
1: So, yeah, I live by that. I live by it. But no, man, this, man, this has been a lot. <laughs> like my audience is probably like mind blown. Um, my people. And it's just, I, I just, I don't know. It's a lot. And I'm so grateful that you reached out and we were able to connect. And I knew instantly when you reached out, Oh, I, like, I got to have her on the podcast. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I was like, oh, I have to have her on the podcast because we don't think about this enough. And, um, I want you to connect and I want people to connect to you. I want you to like have the community you never got to have growing up. And I'm so glad that you've been able to like connect with the other Canadians. Like, I'm like, yes, like, you know what I mean? Like minor, minor, um, not minor, but major win. And like, hopefully as we continue this, y'all take your 23 and me. Um, I saw a couple people in the comments, like they're going to do it. So um, what I want us to leave off on is uh, we kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what I've been asking all my guests is what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, I know. Um, I love this question. It's like, y'all know that it's coming and y'all still don't. It's well, it's still just like, <laughs> well, it's funny because I was like, I was thinking like, what question is she
0: going to ask? And I forgot that you Like, that's what, um, my legacy. Um. Well, I mean, I want, I mean, I would, I, I guess just like having families reconnect and just, mm-hmm. and I felt like, I mean, and and like, like adopted people, I guess in particular, um, that they feel like that, like, what I'm going through, like, is important. And they, you know, because I, 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 when I did the podcast, like, I would get a lot of messages and people would say like, wow, like, this podcast changed my life and for me just hearing that oh like my work is done like i can die now (laughs) you know um yeah because it's like that is like and you know one like one adoptee um she is um she's puerto rican i guess um she Mm -hmm. sent me like her um she wrote a book about her connecting with her family in puerto rico and you know it's just like that like that is like like that is i'm happy you know, if I can, if I can bring happiness to people and not just like happiness, but like when people when people can just like feel validated, um, and feel like good about themselves and can, you know, that is my work is done, you know, yes, mm-hmm. so it's just that, like that would, you know, people remember me in a way like, wow, she added something to my life. That's I so guess.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. There's a couple of comments. They said they want you to write a book. Um, so you're walking in your purpose. I completely agree. I usually like, I love when people answer that question because that's what I want them to realize is like, you're already doing it. Like you don't even notice it because you don't pay attention to like all the things. We don't we don't sit here and make a list of all the people that we help and all these different things. But something that when you were talking really struck me was that, um, there's people like me and you who go through trauma, who go through difficult things. And instead of turning into bitter people, we turn into warriors and we turn into people who can turn around and make sure that that doesn't happen to the next person. And to like help people find their healing and and get to that place of like, yo, that shit was trash, what happened to you was trash, but it happened to you, it's not you. Your identity is not rooted in something that was done to you. And it's like the survival, you know, a survivor uh, mentality to have and then to turn around and like instead of spreading hate, you're spreading like love and joy and trying to connect and trying to like leave the world better. Like that is to me, um, I don't know, maybe it's the definition of resiliency. That I've been trying to figure out. So I'm so so happy that you you came you know, on I, and I that always... you connected. Funny. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I hope that it doesn't out because I feel like you know this, this is really important. Um, when I was thinking about talking with you today i was like there's so many things that we could talk about because it's such a huge talk and like i love talking to you you're amazing and i was like like it's a very dark topic but people to know especially because of the what's um to not hold like hate out, you know because that destroys you me like and you know just seeing people it is, like, you know, anger and hate. Like, it's in your heart, like, um, because um, it destroys you. And yeah. so I just, I love what you're saying about, like, love. Choose love for yourself. Speak yeah. kindly yeah. to yourself. Like, because the thing is, those people, like, they're going to be fine. Like, you destroy yourself. And I, I'm i saying that from my own experience with being very mm-hmm. angry. And, like th- like, that anger that I... I felt like it, I turned that inward. And so yeah. and that is the worst you can do because those people, they walk away.
1: Exactly. And then it's with you, so. Exactly. That part. Yeah. I said that too. My therapist put me onto that quote. He said, um, he said, uh, staying angry or holding onto anger is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And that's literally what you just explained. So... And I will, yeah. I keep sharing that over and over to people, so it's yeah, it, it's amazing. And um, I'm like I said, extremely glad that you were able to come on. And I tell like I really like I'm very intentional about my guests. And I when I say this, I hope this doesn't become a cliche thing. It's like you are always welcome. Like you are always welcome to come on here. I think this is a topic that we can come from different angles and share on. And I want like people to think about that and. You know adop- adoption is not a scary topic like the more we talk about it like the better it will be for all of us so thank you again so much for coming on um i think everyone said they loved the topic today so i'm glad i'm glad y'all enjoyed um and and you know just keep sharing your story because i i promise you you're gonna be changing a lot of people's lives so thank you so much i'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and end this live. I uh, think we did a good, <laughs> we did a good time, so. Yeah, thank you so, so much for you. You're
0: so happy to, like, know you and what you're doing and your work. I really, like, I you know, I connected with your personality and just, like, how genuine you are and, and like, loving. And, uh, you know, you you tell it like it is, and I love that. So congratulations for you. And may just continue and grow. So, thank you.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good note to leave off on. Okay, thank you. um All right. We love you all. Thank you. Make sure y'all share it. I'm about to post it on the page. And yeah, everybody have a good night.